Over 86,000 seniors and 8,000 employees across seven organizations make up the Abmir family of companies. This podcast is dedicated to getting to know some of these incredible people. I'm your host, Thomas Cloutier. Welcome to the People of Admir Pod. Hi, I'm Shaylin Miller, producer of the People of Avamir Pod and content and media specialist with the Avamir Marcom team. Today, I'm stepping in for our podcast host, Thomas Cloutier. Today, we're getting to know Teresa Stockton, a resident with Avamir Living at Barry Park in Oregon City, Oregon, where her late mother lived and where she's lived since March 2021. Teresa is a professional singer. Through her singing career, she's traveled with musicians, opened for Loretta Lynn, and today entertains her Avamir neighbors. Teresa met her late husband, Mark, while singing at a Portland nightclub. Teresa was born blind and is a major advocate for making public areas accessible to the blind, including her work in making the Santa Barbara Channel Island Visitor Center blind accessible. Teresa has visited over 370 national parks with her late husband, enjoyed Disneyland trips together, and rode Amtrak trains across the U.S. Welcome, Teresa. Well, thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So first question for you here, I'd love to get to know more about your family. I have one sister who lives about three miles from here, and I don't have any brothers, and uh, my sister is three and a half years older than me. I grew up here in uh, Oregon City, actually in Jennings Lodge, and then moved away when I got married to, I lived on all part, um, all over the country. Uh, The last place we lived in was California. My Sister is a dental hygienist, was a dental hygienist. She's retired now. And uh, my brother-in-law was um, an accountant. Uh, my mother used to, um, was a resident here at Avamir for about 10 years. Uh, she passed in 2017. Well, thank you so much for sharing that part about you and your family. But what was your husband's name? My husband's name was Mark. Mark, and you said you guys lived in several different states. What inspired all these moves? He was an aerospace engineer uh, designing aircraft, and he was a contract worker for many years. So we lived in states like California, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, um, just just all over the country, and uh, while he was a contract worker designing airplanes. Wow. What was your favorite place to live? My favorite place was California. I think part of the reason for that was the weather. You know, we lived in uh, Southern California where the weather is pretty nice all the time. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Let's talk about your singing career. You're a professional singer and you even met your husband while singing one night. So take us back to the night that you met Mark. How did that happen? Well, I was singing in a, in a nightclub. Uh, country western music with the band and it was called Nashville West and in 1976 on October 22nd my husband had just gotten out of the Air Force and he decided to work in that same club on weekends right after getting out of the service October 22nd was his birthday and he had a break and he was sitting talking to some of uh, some of his uh, colleagues and I was sitting before uh, sitting there before going on stage singing and my husband said to his, uh, the uh, people he was talking to, he said, gee, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting so old that I'm going to need a cane and a seeing eye dog. Well, be careful what you wish for, because that's what he got, a cane and a seeing eye dog when he married me. 
Oh no. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts whenever you heard that he well, said that? The funny thing is I didn't really hear what he was saying. Um, somebody told me about later, he felt guilty by saying that because then he, he, someone told him that I was sitting in the booth ahead of his and, uh, well, and he said, Oh, um, I, I need to take her out because I shouldn't have said that because he didn't know that I'd listened, but I never even heard it. Someone told me the story. <laughs> oh, and then you guys ended up together. And then we started going out and then we met, got married two years later. Oh, that's wonderful. How long were you married? 42 years. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. And you both had some fun times together during your marriage, visiting national parks, scuba diving. What's your favorite memory together? Well, one of my favorite memories is we went to Ellis Island and uh, I I love love going and touching things at different museums when they let me. And uh, one of the things that, that we did at Ellis Island was um, we took the boat. We, um, I never knew what the Statue of Liberty looked like. So they had a model of the statue, real small, that showed her holding the torch. And I was just, you know, that was one of the things that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, another thing I enjoyed doing with my husband was when we went to Arcadia in Maine and we were able to walk the gravel trail. They call it, I think, the carriage trail where they didn't have any cars on the trail. And I got to walk my uh, seeing eye dog on that trail for part of it. That was another uh, favorite memory. When we scuba dived, uh, I remember we went down in um, the Florida Keys. We went down in a wreck called the Duane and we were able to go down and I was, the ship was upright when I went, when we went through it. And um, so that was another very favorite memory of mine. There's so many of them. It's hard to pick which one. I know. When Sandy sent me the email of all these exciting things, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? Like, there's so many amazing things you've done. Thank you for sharing some of those memories. So I want to talk about your singing. What inspired your passion for singing? When I was in high school, I started, I, at first, when I was a sophomore, I do like all the other teenagers would do, go into all the football games and baseball and basketball. But um, I also started singing in bands and stuff in high school. And when I was a junior in high school, I joined a band called United Attractions. We traveled to different, um, did, did different venues for uh, private parties at, at these hotels. And we had a manager and everything. And that's how it started. And then later on, I started listening to country music and um, I went to... Uh, club one Sunday night, actually the way I got the job at at, uh, Nashville West in Portland was I went to one of their jam sessions and then they hired me after that. So I just started loving music and listening to it. And then I wanted to see if I could sing it and I did. And that's how it started. Amazing. And what's your favorite song to sing? One of my favorite songs that I love singing, there's, it's hard to pick a favorite. There are so many favorites. But uh, one of my favorite country songs to sing would be Crazy by Patsy Cline. And that is the song that is most requested by when people hear me sing. Uh, have you sang it for uh, your fellow Avamir neighbors? I have. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. You've led an exciting, successful life, and you did it all while growing up blind. What was it like growing up blind? Well, my parents always wanted me to be as normal as possible. They did not keep me from doing things. 
when I was in college, I went on a USO tour to through the Orient all by myself with a college group. My parents let me do that. They wanted my life to be as normal as possible, even though I did go to the a school for the blind in Salem in my grade school years because they wanted my education to be very good. And they were afraid that if I went to a public school in grade school, I might be left out of a lot of things. So that's why I went to the school for the blind in Salem in grade school. And then when I went to high school, I went to a regular high school. I did things just like any normal kid, you know, riding the bike, roller skating, uh, swimming, all the things that any, any other kid would do. That's amazing. It's so good to hear you had that support from your parents. Are either of your parents blind or any of your siblings? No, they're not. Neither, oh. None of my siblings. I used to have one sister and she's not blind and my parents are deceased now, but they're, they weren't blind either. So you mentioned you went to the school in Salem. Did your parents move there to be close to that school? No, I, um, they lived in Oregon. We lived in Oregon City and I would go uh, on Sunday afternoons, I would, you know, go from home to the bus and go to Salem for uh, Monday through Friday. And then on Friday, I would come back to, uh, to home and uh, in Oregon City until Sunday. So I'd go home every weekend. And one of the things that my mom was uh, an advocate for during the time I went to the school was she um, fought for children who went to that school to go home every weekend, 80 miles, they had to live um, 80 miles or less, uh, they had to go home every weekend because she didn't want people to, you know, just put their kids in the school and leave them there. So she was an advocate for that. Oh, good. It's good to have that support, especially for, you know, kids and their family. Those relationships are so important. Yes. And you're a strong advocate as well for making public areas blind accessible. So what places have you worked with? One of the places that my, that my husband and I worked at was uh, Channel Islands in uh, Santa Barbara in California at the Visitor Center. One of the things that I, when I would go to different museums and in, in, in different national parks, uh, I wanted them to have Braille. And um, they said it was, some places said it was expensive to do that, but we were, we were um, responsible in helping get some um, audio description of the park and, and of the visitor center in Channel Islands. And then they had things that people could touch, the different animals and different things that you would have on the islands, you know, that, that blind people could touch. And we really were advocates in wanting to get as many places as we could so that the blind children and adults could enjoy the parks and museums like everybody else. There's so many things that are in glass we wanted to make sure that, you know, people could touch things. And it is expensive to do, you know, to do it all, but the parks have, have done, have made an effort in, in having some of their parks have braille guides and, and doing what they can so that blind people can enjoy the museums and the parks. Great, amazing. Thank you for sharing. For those who are listening to this podcast who aren't blind, what message do you have for us and how we can help make this world more blind accessible? Blind people are just like anybody else and to treat them like anybody else. They like doing things like anybody. And I would say that it, it's expensive to make all the museums accessible, but when, whenever possible, you know, show blind, blind people just like doing things just like anybody else and to, to have them participate just like you would uh, with anybody. You know, we like to touch things and see things. I just got back from 
the alpaca farms. I went with a group of Avamir residents and, me, and we all went and I was able to touch a llama. Or not a llama, I'm sorry, an um, alpaca. And that was very, very interesting. How was that? Oh, it was fun. I had so much fun. And I got to hold the bowl and they were eating out of the bowl, out of the pans. You know, the, the little baby uh, alpacas would come up and, and would eat out of our bowls and stuff. And, and the lady gave us a tour and it told us all kinds of interesting things about it. Oh my goodness. That sounds so fun. And it's so active too, to actually be able to feel them and hold them. Oh, it is. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing a part of your life today, Teresa. I'd love to ask you some fun questions to get to know you a little more. Okay. So if your family and friends were to describe you in three words, what would they say? I would say that I am faithful because I love the Lord and I love Jesus Christ. Adventurous because I love doing things and going places. Brave because I'm not afraid to try new things. Those are good words. I love that. Now pretend you've just won a contest for a free vacation because you know we haven't been on one of those in a really long time no, the pandemic. <laughs> uh, so would you rather camp in the mountains, stay at a luxury hotel in a city, or stay in a beach house? I personally would like to stay in a luxurious hotel. But if you ask my husband that question, he would say, camping. So you're the city girl and he's the country boy. Yes. We have done it before. When we lived in Tennessee. We went backpacking one week. We roughed it the whole way. And I said, okay, Mark, I'll go camping with you if you'll take me to a luxurious hotel. So we did that. We did one week. We went and we went camping in, in uh, Sipsy in Tennessee near, it was near Nashville where you had to even uh, everything in the woods, you know, you had your backpack and you had to, you know, in a, we camped in a canyon. And then uh, about a couple months later, he took me in Colorado to this really nice, beautiful, beautiful hotel. We went to a lodge. I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, so we did both. That is awesome. I love that story. That sounds like a good time and a good compromise, too. <laughs> You've lived at Avamir Living at Berry Park for about four months now. What do you love most about your Avamir home? I love the people. I love the residents and I love the staff. We all get along together and we help each other when we need help. And they also have fun things for us to do. I remember when I first got here, I said, what fun things do we have to do? Because remember, I'm adventurous, right? We're getting back into that now that, we, now that COVID is over and we're opening up and we're doing more and more things together. And the staff will bend over backwards for everybody too. And all of us are like a family getting along together. That's so good to hear. And that's exactly what you would want in the place that you live, you know, to be a family. You said your mom lived at Avamir Living at Berry Park. Was she part of the reason you decided to choose Avamir as your home? She was. Um, when, my husband, when my husband died, you know, he died of COVID, uh, the COVID, the virus. And um, my sister said, suggested Avamir. Uh, I didn't really want to live by myself in an apartment or somewhere. I wanted to be around other people and be, and be able to do things. And this just seemed to be the best place to go. And since my mother had already lived here and such good things were said about it and she liked it so well, my sister 
was the one that uh, uh, she let me make the decision because I came from California and uh, she let, let me make the decision. And I just felt that this turned out to be the best place to be. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad that you're happy where you are. It's good to hear. Here at Avamir, speaking of family, here at Avamir, we consider our team members and residents family. What does family mean to you? Family means loving each other, helping each other, having fun together. Family means you, you're there with, for each other in the good times and the bad times. I don't see how anybody can get along without a family. And if you don't have a family of your own and you live here, you at least know that Avamir is part of your family. Thank you so much for being on the pod and sharing a part of your life with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the People of Avamir pod. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and follow Avamir Health Services on Facebook to keep listening in.